This is Let Your Voice Be Heard, right here on WHCR 90.3 FM, the voice of Harlem. My name is Quentin Miller, and I wrote this song for Drake. Um, I also wrote Back to Back and Charged Up, and they were both trash. I apologize. I'm retiring now. And why, if you if that was true, you wouldn't be here right now. Because yeah. those songs were hits. Those What? All those songs were hits. I'm going to play Ether for you when we finish. So you First can of see all, the I wrote Ether back to back, or, but I said they're hits. I didn't say. I'm going to play second round knockout for you. You can do Ooh. that too, but a hit is a hit. I listened to that the other day. Good God. Whatever Cannabis happened to Cannabis, man? LL destroyed his career. His response oh, ended my, I remember career. that. I remember that line where he said, if you want to talk about my fans, um, 99% of them may be wearing heels, but 99% of your fans don't, don't exist. exist. I was like. Boom. And then, and then like, he just. Stop was, existing. And you know what made it worse? Because LL put him on a track afterwards. Oh, like, he, he bodied collab- Cannabis. And then they collaborated, right? They yeah. made peace and collaborated. Yeah, and then Cannabis yes, album came out. And everybody was like, this is Don't, don't bang day. on the mic. But LL, people who sleep on LL, like, yeah, he's a Republican. And yeah, he made that song called Accidents a Racist, which he's an idiot for that. But he made Mama Said Knock You Out. He, he, yes, he, he ended, in my opinion, um, I think it was not Big Daddy King, because Daddy King would have destroyed him. But Cool Moji's career. Um, the thing is, Ella Kuja is a classic hip hop artist that made classic hip hop. So um, not a number of cla- Mama said, "Knock you out." That's, that's a, a classic, so- classic song. Yeah, classic song. I need love. Classic. Jason, you're not. No, talking no, I'm not, I'm not. I'm classic. not. I'm not LL fan. I'm not. Feeling oh. never felt LL. I'm L-L sorry. Ella Kuja is never, hot as hell. You never been in love, Jason, and never played one of his songs. You told I'm on wife number two, so I know all about love at this point. But Selena, LL is not is not my guy. Hold on, Jay. You don't like these bars right here? When I'm alone in my room. Sometimes I stare at the wall, and in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call. Bars. I like it, but just not when you say it, Stanley. I need love. All right, so. Selena, this (laughs) boo-boo, but you can call me 50. (laughs) That's my song. We can't play that on there because the NYPD might get mad. Right, and you know who they'll be shooting. (laughs) All right, guys. Back to the show. We're going to talk about... Why all lions' lives matter. And I keep getting the hashtag wrong because some people were using lion lives matter and then other people were using all lions matter. So those are the two hashtags. And the reason why people have been tweeting this out and dressing up like lions lately is because there has been a global out... Sorry, I keep banging. There has been a global outrage over the killing of Cecil the Lion. It's Cecil, not Cecil, right? Which one is it again? It's Cecil, you it's racist. Cecil? Is it Cecil? I, I don't know. I just call it a lion. <laughs> I don't, it, like. Okay, whatever. I'm gonna Okay, Cecil the Lion. We know that he was shot and killed by Dr. Walter Palmer. Did he have drugs on him? No, he didn't have drugs. All right, was he wearing a hoodie? Nope. He got lured. That sounds familiar, <laughs> at least. He was just minding his business uh-huh. with the other lions in his pack. Oh, so they he's in the gang. They lured him out. They they literally lured him out with uh, some bait. I'm talking about the lion. Hennessy. And no, it was um I think another dead. <laughs> they would have got me that way. No, a lot of you. Oh, Stanley. All right, so <laughs> let's not compare ourselves to the lion. And then so what happened was they shot him with a bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. What what, what is a this? Sophisticated, Games? A sophisticated arrow. So Katniss was there too, huh? Who? <laughs> Katniss. You don't. You never read the Hunger Games. Games. I never watched it. Who are you? Are you do live under a rock? (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I'll have to catch up. Jason's been working like two or three hours a day, and he knew about the Hunger Games. I know. I know know about it. I just never engaged. You ain't down with the crew. I'm. I'm not. Apparently, she's not hanging out with District Eight. Yeah, right. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Like the only black people in the Hunger Games. District Twelve is the black. No, District Eleven. You're gonna have to push eight. Okay, I got that wrong. We'll just talk about this later. That's true. Thank you. I would appreciate that. Stop lying. So. 
See what I did there? <laughs> I do. So corny. So apparently, Dr. Walter Palmer was this white American dentist, and he was doing a um, he was on a trophy hunt in Africa. So he decided to spend about fifty to fifty five thousand dollars to go shoot a lion. Yes, Stanley. I I'm, I apologize, Stanley. We keep interrupting you, but. Chris Rock once said this. He said in his neighborhood, he's one of the best comedians. Then you had Jay-Z, who's the best rapper in the world, and his next-door neighbor was a dentist. What jobs do white people find where they can do regular things but make so much money they can go hunting for $55,000? Yo, dentists make a lot of money. What, what kind of t- you you have, When's the last practice? time you went to the dentist? And, and, and you know, it cost me seven. It's $750 for me to get a crown made that my goes den- over this tooth. My dentist asked me for $5 so we can buy a Dutch. That's <laughs> right? I don't know. Are going to hood dentist? Shoot, I, I guess. And he was white. I'm, I'm like, bro. All right. So apparently this dentist was making a lot of money. He owned his own practice Bars. and he went all the way to Zimbabwe. Uh, he collaborated with some local ta- um, local um, tour, tour guides in Zimbabwe, in Zimbabwe. And they looked for the, um, the lion. Apparently he didn't know that Cecil the lion was so beloved and so famous. So he was like, let's just shoot a lion. That's what happened. And I mean, you have... PETA, you have the Zimbabwe government, you have Jimmy Kimmel, you have everybody, the U.S. government just up in arms over the death of this lion. And um, the thing is, it brings up a number of issues. Number one is, why is everybody so upset? That's number one. Number two, we do need to talk about endangered species and why, you know, shooting a lion while, while in this type of habitat is so wrong. I would like to mention that the population of lions right now in Zimbabwe it's about 30,000 in Africa mm-hmm. um, right now. And it used to be about 200,000 a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And they are, um, people are legally allowed to, they, they kill about 600 lions a year uh, legally. What do you need to kill a lion for? I don't know. I'm because not. you want to put it up on your wall. Seriously, I'm, there's no other reason other than you have a small thing and right. you whoa, have whoa, the whoa, big whoa, thing whoa, whoa. up on your wall. No, that's not necessarily No, it's joke. not the reason. Well, I know. I'm just it. making a joke. But no, it, it's somewhat about ego. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in because I hunt. I, I mean I don't hunt big game. I mean right. nothing like that. But there is a certain exhilaration when you go out and you hunt. And I mean to be truthful, all of this all of this celebrity and media hype about this lion, hey, it's an endangered species. I think the only party that has anything to say here is the Zimbabwean government. Everything else is just righteous indignation. Well, the Zimbab- what about the Lions family? We're going to get to vigilante justice towards the end of mm. the segment. The, Z- the Zimbabwe government is actually calling for him to be extradited, and they want to prosecute him. Peter is actually calling for him to be hung, and everyone else is, yeah, they wait, put wait, out a statement saying... that's humane. That's yeah. Human- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Hold How on. is that humane? But the thing is, with yeah, Peter... You're trying to be mad, aren't you? Well, you guys the- are really trying to piss me off today. I'm sorry, Stanley. They are actually calling for this white dentist to, to, to see death. They're about to get some <laughs> heat from me. <laughs> Apparently, so I do want to mention that's their else. issue. That's what they advocate for. Yeah, Stanley, no. there's plenty of groups advocating for other things that are issues that we particularly. Care All right, about. here's why I jump in. Listen, Dang, okay. like I said in the beginning, of the, were you done with your intro, Selena? I oh, I just want to mention trophy hunting because Jason was they talking about all the time. Hmm. Well, there's a there's a note. Jason was talking about how he goes hunting, and I want to say that trophy hunting is actually a thing. It's the sport of hunting wild game, um, generally to with the intent to collect quote unquote trophies. And that is, you can either use body parts like the head, the hide, or the legs. You put them, you mount them on your wall. Um, trophy, uh, trophy hunting is legal by definition, but there are some type there are barriers, and a lot of countries will say like you know you cannot shoot or kill any type of animal 
animal in this area or anywhere in our country. Um, so, you know, you do have to take that into account. And what uh, Dr. Walter Palmer did is he specifically lured the animal out of this national park so that he would be on legal grounds to kill that animal, which is still wrong, but he's tried to, like, go around the law. So I just wanted to say that there are some people that do hunt and kill lions and big game um, for sport. But, I mean, I'll, you know, with no further ado, Stanley, um, I know that you have a lot to say because you were one of the people tweeting using the hashtag Lion Lives Matter. What were you talking about? So, I'm trying to make sure I don't curse because you can curse on Twitter. You can't curse on here because the FCC will come and uppercut you. Here is my thing. It feels like for the last, since... America started, we have been treating black people like the zombies in Call of Duty. You just shoot them as soon as they pop up, whether they're doing something or not. And every time a person of color is shot, there's all these arguments about maybe they were being a threat, maybe they were starting problems, or they were a thug, or oh, it wasn't racist, nothing racist about it. Or, in the worst case scenario, people won't even acknowledge it. Mike Brown, an 18-year-old kid, mm. was shot by a cop. S- six bullets hit him was going to go to college the following week. The cop wasn't even indicted, didn't even go to trial. You know how many people said things about it? People of color, the usual suspects, mainstream media stayed quiet. Nicki Minaj is a rapper who Selena used to love and kind of likes now. When they asked her why she doesn't speak up on political issues, she says, oh, because it's too controversial and I want to focus on the music. She doesn't get an award from from MTV. Now she's talking about colorism and body images. And then Jimmy Kimmel, someone who has a huge platform, who's a comedian, who claims to be a liberal, who speaks nothing about the issues of race or what seems to be the annihilation of black people every single day or the big game hunting of black people, all of a sudden goes on live TV to get choked up about a lion that would probably bite his freaking head off if it had the chance. Meanwhile, black people have to beg just to have someone go to trial. Are you kidding me? They can shoot all the lines they want. I don't care. I mean, I don't disagree with you, obviously. As a civil rights attorney, I very much care about the issues that are facing us today with respect to the police and the use of force and, you know, the state of black America, as I'll call it. But at the same time, I have to question you, Stanley, which is, Mm. you know, like, why are the two things mutually exclusive, right? You have people that are Black Lives Matter activists that are very, very involved in the Black Lives Matter movement that are also animal rights activists. And so they will challenge you and not in a way saying you're wrong because then they're not saying you're wrong, but they'll challenge you and say, these are not two issues that are mutually exclusive. You can care about one of the issues and you can care about the other issue. And that doesn't mean just because you care about animal rights doesn't mean you care about black lives less just because you care about black lives doesn't mean you have to care about animal lives less now i see where you're coming from which is sort of the white people who don't shed any of their white tears ever over you know when black people are constantly being killed by the police yet are like oh my god this this animal was killed and it's so horrible xyz i get that so i'm not discounting that at all i just want to know why the two things can't, are, then you know they're not mutually exclusive. So why is it that it it always has to come back to that? It doesn't. You can walk and chew gum at the same time. That's not my issue. The issue that I have is that a lion, a literal beast, is has been given more humanity than the lives of people of color. That is the problem. Rakia Boyd shot by a cop. No, pardon me, not Rakia Boyd. Um, Rakia. Like Sam, women, Sam Dubois. Sam Dubois shot by a cop in Cincinnati, shot in the face on camera. He didn't do anything. The cop got off on bail partially because people fundraised for him, and then now the union is fighting to get him his job back. Darren Wilson shot Mike Brown, and you know what? He got a huge payoff from the police force, and he's just chilling right now somewhere, probably afraid for his life, rightfully so. You had a cop put his knee into the back of a of a 13-year-old girl, and the people in the community came out in support of him, and then you shoot a line, and all these same people who are 
so fast to take away the humanity of human beings are ready to stand up and fight for lions. You can care about animals, but and you can care about people of color. I can be mad that Cecil the Lion died because you know what? I love animals myself, but I'm not putting the life of a lion over the life of people of color like so many people in this country are. Or if they're not, not doing that, they're not speaking up on it. They feel more comfortable to speak up about a life of a creature than a human being um guys if you want to chime into this into this discussion lion lives matter the number is 212-650-6903 jason i want to get your response to that um before that let me just throw in and say that you know stanley makes a good point um when it comes to being people being so up in arms and going to the defense of this lion it just goes to show that people you know we automatically assume that an animal a lion a dog is innocent but when we're killing or we see the killing of black and brown people or even people in the middle east who are dying from drone strikes it's easy for us to be become disconnected from them because we're like well they were probably doing something in something wrong anyway after i showed someone the walter scott shooting video when he was running away and got shot in the back the first response was well what did he do and i think that us as, as a people, as Americans, we have to change our mentality because when we can look at an injustice and watch a videotape where it's that clear and blatant that this person is being gunned down and murdered and the first thing you say is, well, what did the victim do? Something's wrong. Lions are literally killing machines, people. By the way, we do have a call on air that we should get to, but like they're killing machines. Like they exist to kill and eat and reproduce and kill some more. But you, anyway, I'm sorry. Miss Deborah, go ahead. Yes, I, I thoroughly, thoroughly agree with Stanley. And I'm going to tell you something else, and I know you're not going to like it. I'm really kind of tired of everybody always jumping on the right wing because you liberals are some of the most racist, nasty individuals I have ever laid upon in my life. And they're going to have to work very hard if they want a lot of votes. I'm telling you, I have, I have tried to get I can't even go into it on the radio. I'm not, I could, but I'm not going to. And when I see people like Mia Farrow and the whole nine yards, these same people, and I'm going to tell you something else. The young lady, Selena, is that your name? Yes. It is not necessary for other people to have to stand with you when things go wrong. Okay, because there may come a time when people just back up and say, we're not going to stand with you. You, We're going to have to learn how to stand up as our own people. Okay, it it, it really enrages me when I hear people say such wonderful things. And then they said, but we have to all stand together. No, we don't all have to stand together. Because when people are not being screwed, they don't always want to stand with you. Thank right. you for that, so Miss Deborah. Have a great day, everybody. <laughs> you too. Yeah, thank you so much for that, Miss Deborah. And guys, no one wants to stand with you, Selena. If you do want to call in and let your voice be heard, the number is two one two six five zero six nine zero three. I know Jason wanted to chime into that really quickly, and then we'll no, no, keep absolutely. the conversation I mean, flowing. Definitely, uh, Miss Deborah, as well as yourself, you touched on a couple of these issues out here. I think what you have is two different um, sort of lines of thought. One is. Why in America? And you have to always remember, where are you when you're in America? This this is an Anglo-Saxon Christian country. Whatever you think, that's what this is founded on. So the African-American is always going to be viewed as the other. And more so, when you look into the history of African-Americans in this country, I mean, myself, Afro-Latino, it's a little bit different where we are, but... African-Americans were looked at as things, as objects, as something that did not have a soul. 
So whenever we're talking about the experience of black people in America and why is it so easy to alienate them and not be concerned about their their mortality and why even when you have a blatant video of an African-American being killed, uh, the the, the discontent and the, the anger that you expect to be coming out of the population isn't there, it's because of that history. You have to look back at it. When it comes to this this lying, and I'm telling you, I'm one of those people. I really, I'm not, I'm not that much affronted. I'm not that much offended about it. I mean, I'm offended in the sense that this is an endangered animal. Mm-hmm. It should be protected. Right. There are laws in the country of Zimbabwe that should be obeyed. But this garbage, this crap about Cecil the Lion and the, cr- the crying with Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> this is this is typical American narcissism. It's white tears. It's why right. call it white tears, call it yellow tears, call it whatever you want to call it. In my mind, it's an animal. Like you said, Stanley, it's it's a murderous machine. Mm. It, it, it's, a, it's a wild beast. And in America, we have this thing, especially with white liberal Americans. Let's just put it out there. Mm-hmm. Well, we can go out to the world and dictate to everyone what we think about something. Oh, okay, I like your pretty elephants and your pretty lions and your pretty whatever. But in the same country as Zimbabwe, thousands of people die every day from starvation. Does anybody say any, a damn thing about the Zimbabweans, black or whatever, who are dying every day? Yeah. Not a thing. It's once again, it's American narcissism. Thank yeah, you so much for that, Jason. Yeah, no, I abs- I agree with that. I, but there's also something to be said, just the, the, the difference between humans and animals, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. As you point out, a lion is a killing machine. I think really it, it all goes back to this whole conversation that we always have about, you know, humans for – the most part are supposed to know right from wrong, whereas an animal doesn't have the capacity to be able to know what's quote unquote right and versus what's quote unquote wrong. Yeah. And I use I say quote unquote right and quote unquote wrong in quotes for the purpose of the fact that what's right and what's wrong is judged generally by societal values, not versus, you know, obviously there's certain things that, you know, we know are wrong, right? That you shouldn't kill, you know, you shouldn't steal. Those are things that generally speaking are accepted to be wrong. But other things, for example, like whether you should smoke a joint. Some people will say that's wrong and other people will say that's not wrong. And so that's really society's putting a value on what's right versus what's wrong. But, you know, speaking of right and wrong, another thing that humans are able to do uh, as because they have the capacity to know right from wrong is how they should deal with attacking other people um, when they have something like this happen. I think that goes into the concept of vigilante justice. So a lot of what we've now seen as a response to this on the Internet um, and obviously putting aside the other two inches issues we've already mentioned during this segment um, is that a lot of people have responded by being upset and saying things on the internet, but then other people have crossed the line and gone further into showing up at this guy's house, showing up at his medical practice, and engaging in actions that are quote-unquote wrong, even though just because one person did want something wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, doesn't necessarily, is it Hammurabi? An eye for an eye kind of justice. And so we're seeing that ramp up. Because of this event, and some of it I think is warranted, and other of it definitely crosses that line. Now, I think that inciting violence on any level, especially like I talked about the, with Peta calling for you know him to be hung, is oh, wrong. Damn. I think that I think that is wrong, and I think Ugh. that it causes organizations like Peta to lose credibility. But they always do; ra- they always take a radical stance. I think that for him to lose his business and his practice, I mean that's. It seems like the only way people are affected is when you affect their money and you affect their pockets. So, I mean, it is it is a very strong consequence that he has to suffer from. But what else does it take? No, but why does he have to suffer from that? What, you don't think he should. What did he do as a dentist that has anything to do 
with the death of this animal. Okay, if he had done something uh, that was uh, malpractice or unethical as a dentist, I understand that. Yeah. He well, killed the lion. Well, they're saying if he's that aggressive <laughs> to go after do you really want him on your gums? Do yes, you really yes, want him yes, on your yes. gums? I want Dr. He's that aggressive. I want yeah. Dr. Palmer to work on my gums. You know why? Give me because these molars. No, I'll tell you why. It's very, very practical. What he does in his spare time has nothing to do with his capacity as a dentist. He did something that you and I can feel is wrong. You and I can feel is wrong. But that has nothing to do with his profession. But it says, it talks about his character. It says no, who it he doesn't. is. No, it doesn't. No, it I don't think it speaks to his I don't I, think I that think type does. of action speaks to his character. Yeah, no, I mean. I don't believe it does. I find anyone that can kill another living creature problematic. Okay, like then, I find, I, then I'm problematic. I find that problematic. You know, I've been scared of you, Jason. Illuminati, okay. your mean, mind, soul, and your body. But if you're if you're killing <laughs> animals, whether it be you know because um, you have a permit and there's an overpopulation of deer, okay. or you're doing it because you want to feed your family, or you know you're using that um, as some type of food, then I can understand it. But to go to another country and to kill the king of the jungle, jungle because the thing, <laughs> you know, but, but I put emphasis on it to say this. No, I put emphasis on Selena, it. To say, he didn't no. kill Mufasa. <laughs> exactly. It affects the whole entire environment. Yes, it because they have no governance now. Okay. The no, but she's making a legitimate point. Like, for example, right? I like I like to hunt also. But okay. when we go hunting, and I think you could probably second this, we use the whole animal. None of it goes to waste, right? The the meat is used. The venison, let's say it's a deer, okay. is used for food. The skin is used for, uh, you know, making uh, pouches or packets or whatever. So the entire animal is utilized. Um, and it's done so for good reason versus when you're going big game hunting and you're killing an animal for a trophy. That's entirely different than somebody that's going to go out hunting and use that entire animal. Okay, I'll give you that. I mean, personally, when I have gone hunting, it is for the full use of the animal with the exception usually of like the head or something like that. However, in in Zimbabwe or whatever place he goes where big game hunting is legal, like you said, there's a permit that allows you to kill up to, what, $600 a year to cull the population. It's fine. If, if, that, if the law in that particular country says you can big game hunt and you can trophy hunt, then I don't have an issue with right, it. Right, but that, I mean, obviously this is a little different. Because this is because he, he drew he, out, he I mean, drew, apparently violated the he, law. he violated the law. And that, I think, is the discussion, the legality of what he did rather than the intrinsic morality of the killing. I don't have a problem with it. Well, you know what, guys? We had a very spirited conversation. I'm going to give everyone a few seconds just to give their final thoughts, and we're going to wrap hmm. it up here and move on to the dreamers and doers. You sure you want me to talk, Selena? You have 30 seconds. 30 seconds. Lion lives matter, but black lives matter a lot more. So why don't you focus on getting cops to stop shooting innocent black people, getting crazy white people to stop shooting innocent black people, stop giving bad people guns, and get this government working in the right way. And then maybe we can save some lions while we have some extra time left. Uh, R.I.P. Cecil, man. That's all I can say. (laughs) (laughs) By the Possum possum Hennessy on the ground for Cecil. (laughs) That's all I'm doing. Poor little second out for Cecil. Dr. Paul, I'm with you, Dr. Paul. I got no problem with you. No problem. He can get my feelings. He can can do my feelings, my root canal, whatever. I got no problem with Dr. Paul. You're hollering me, Dr. Paul. I got to get a wisdom tooth taken out. There you go. I don't know. I'll just say that, you know, like as as it comes to ethics, it's like if certain, like you say, countries allow it, you know, do it within the bounds of the law. I think the biggest issue, obviously, aside from the one that Stanley points out, uh, which he already mentioned, so I won't repeat, here is that it wasn't just that he followed the law, it was that he didn't. He he purposely, or maybe not purposely, but at least it seems like purposely did not follow the law and, and killed an animal that shouldn't have been killed when maybe there was other animals which were he was allowed to kill, but he chose to kill one that he was not allowed to kill, and that's an issue. Definitely, and just to reiterate, I think that you know when it comes to endangered species and it comes to, like Alyssa said, following the law, we should not try to use our privilege to work outside of the, that, that law. And I think that what this 
incident actually did is just shows how as we've been saying, how much emphasis we can put and how much our country can empathize with an animal that is thousands of miles away from us. Yet then again, if we watch someone get stopped and frisked or we happen to watch a video of a black man unarmed being shot in the back or, you know, or shot in the face, it's like, oh, another day. Um, but this animal is bringing people to tears. It, it's a little, it's, it's a strong disconnect and it's definitely problematic. And I'm glad that we did have this discussion because this is something that we do need to talk about. And hopefully everyone could just wake up and realize that, you know, there's something wrong and we definitely need to address it. On that note, <laughs> thank you. I can't believe you really put the Lion King on. Thank you so much, Stanley. Um, we're going to go on a quick break and I begged Stanley to play this song and he actually did it. But we'll be right back on Let Your Voice Be Heard.